0: Our second reading of Holy Scripture this day comes to us from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. And you can follow along once again in your pew Bibles or on the screen or in your bulletin. Let us hear now this reading of Holy Scripture. From there, he being Jesus, went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. Jesus said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, sir, Even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Now, I brought this passage up a few weeks ago, and you might have thought, he probably forgot. He's not going to get around to it. Maybe you didn't remember I brought this passage up, but here we are today as part of our lectionary reading, this story of Jesus and his encounter with the Syrophoenician woman. On one hand, we have Jesus. We have Jesus, who is a rabbi, a teacher, someone who may be even on the fringes of his teachings for the time, still had a position, a power. He certainly had social influence. And on the other hand, we have the Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile, as Mark's gospel tells us. Someone who certainly doesn't have the same social influence Jesus does, someone who didn't have much power, someone who was an outsider, no less as well was she a woman in a culture who probably did not value her views. The reading for today really does not seem like a fair match. Yet here we are, and here we are discovering the surprise that has been waiting there for us. Today we come upon this story of confrontation between Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman. We come across the story of listening and learning, listening and learning and changing and doing between Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman that serves for us as a reminder of the boundless and abounding love of God. This is a story with two perspectives, I think, for us to look at. First, let's just imagine we are in the place of this Syro-Phoenician woman. Imagine if you were in her place. You have a child who's sick, maybe possessed by an unclean spirit, who is at home and in need of healing. And as a parent, you would do anything in your power to help your child. And so one day you hear about this prophet Jesus who has gone around the region performing miraculous sights. Wouldn't you do anything? Wouldn't you do everything in your power to meet Jesus? A miracle healer? Then one day you have that opportunity to see Jesus in action, even though it looks like Jesus is trying to stay to himself. So you go up and you ask Jesus, you beg Jesus, you get down on your hands and knees. Only to hear Jesus respond with this cryptic riddle. And you think, is Jesus saying what I think he's saying? Now place yourself for a moment, in the place of Jesus. Jesus, who is God incarnate. We know that. But we also know that Jesus is the Son of God, who is also fully human. And being fully human means that you were raised a certain way, right? Jesus had parents who helped raise him. It means you grew up in a certain type of community with neighbors. You had certain traditions, certain values that were taught to you. That is what it means for Christ to also be fully human. And by no means is that a bad thing. It goes to show us how each and every one of us as well in our own ministry of being Christ's hands and feet carry with us stories that shape how we interact with the world. So Jesus carrying these things he learned growing up, these values, I imagine they played a role or the gospel, the author of the gospel, Mark, is trying to show us they had a place when the Syrophoenician woman comes to ask you for help. And being Jesus, you might not be sure what to make of it. You really didn't want to be around other people, let alone the people you maybe thought God was calling you to help. And now you have someone else trying to, to butt in. You were called to be a prophet for God's chosen people, which is correct. But what if God's chosen people means something more? There are two perspectives in this story. But standing between these two perspectives, I want to challenge us here for a moment and say that in this story, there are no heroes, no heroines, no villains to be found, only people. People who engage in dialogue, in witty banter that leads to a revelation for us all to take to heart, a revelation that should alter the way we think, act, and speak. this woman listens to Jesus. Even after the sort of what appears to be not-so-kind things that are in Jesus' riddle, she listens and turns it around because she listened. The act of listening, the act of learning as well from what other people are saying I think is a lost art for us in our world, in our culture today. Instead of listening to what is being said by those who may be trying to show us how they need help or what help they need or in what ways they may need our assistance as the hands and feet of God, instead of listening, we're trying to think next of what we are going to say. So we're not really listening, even though we might not be talking, we're just trying to think about what it is we're going to say, how we're going to respond, instead of getting to know the stranger, the neighbor, our neighbor, either because we're trying to come up with some kind of rebuttal, or we're letting preconceived notions or biases or fear shape how it is we respond. Again, I think in this reading for today, we find that the author uses this encounter with Jesus and this Syro-Phoenician woman to highlight something for us. That even after being called a dog in Jesus's veiled riddle, the woman could have ended the conversation with Jesus and walked away. It would have been the easy way out, wouldn't it? But instead, she turns the tables. She expands on Jesus' riddle, even using the same language that Jesus does. Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. The author of this gospel wants us to stop, to pause, to reflect on the words of of this out cider, this Gentile. Even more so, the author of the Gospel of Mark introduces a moment to ponder the fact that her argument is one not so much meant for Jesus, but meant for us. This conversation between the woman and Jesus is one that contains within it, the expansive view of the gospel. That it isn't about one people trying to hoard all the treasures, all the blessings, all the love, all the grace and the compassion for themselves, but it is a story that is meant to be about the sharing of those things. And within it, we find this irony in the gospel of Mark, or this rawness, this earthiness that invites us to place ourselves in the footsteps of those we read about today. The author asks us to see that there is enough at the table of God. In fact, there is more than enough. Today's point is critical for those who would have read this text back in the day because it tears down the artificial walls that kept those unwanted out and only let in those who were in the in-group. But that same lesson that was important for the ancient readers of this text is still an important message for us. It is still important for us. For as those early readers would have remembered that Gentiles or anyone was welcome... And had a place at the table. For us today, we remember that all are welcome also, that we do offer a place to eat, to rest, to be nourished to all. It doesn't matter if you are under edu- undereducated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you have experienced not feeling loved in your life or if you're too poor or if you were condemned or if you are illegal or if you are someone who has been deemed by others to not be worthy, all here at Christ's table have a place because there is more than enough. What if we shut ourselves off from the external sources around us that stir up within us? Not our better angels, but those things that bring out the worst in us. What if we shut off the things that cause us to fear the stranger or the foreigner? What if we shut ourselves off from the external sources that tell us there isn't enough to go around, that only the bottom line is what matters, and, well, if you don't have enough, well... You're on your own. What if we ignored all those things and focused only on what is happening in this story between Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman and used it as a model for what it means to live a life of grace? Wouldn't that change the world beneath our very feet? this abounding grace, this revelation that there is more than enough and that all are welcome is what we celebrate this day as we partake of the Lord's Supper. We celebrate the gospel truth that there is enough and everyone has a seat or place at the table. The importance of listening and learning to those who are not only here gathered with us, but those who are on the margins, those who we may not pay attention to who live around the corner or those who have been disenfranchised, that in our listening and learning from talking with those, the Holy Spirit will move. The Holy Spirit will move us to do the healing work, the grace-filled work work, to take us out of the places of comfort in order to expand what it means for us to live, truly live, as people created in the image of God. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopackchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.